Welcome to another episode of Improv Exchange with Leander Young, where we dig into conversations with seasoned musicians to discuss their life, art, and the faith of jazz as they see it. In this episode, we interview a composer and pianist from Singapore, Cheryl Ann Spencer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Improv Today. We have Cheryl Ann Spencer with us from Singapore. Ma'am, thank you for joining us. Hi, how are you, Leander? Thank you for having me on your show. Mm-hmm. Cool. Can you introduce yourself to the people and then we'll get into it? Yeah, I'm Cheryl Ann Spencer and I'm from Singapore. I'm a jazz pianist and I'm the band leader of a local band in Singapore called Evolution Quartet. Okay. Well, first of all, I like to say I enjoyed your album. And the weird thing is like when I was in Singapore, I didn't see that many jazz acts or music acts in general. So how did you get into jazz? Well, I enjoyed jazz since I was a child. So my father is actually a classical pianist and he studied in Vienna Conservatory. So he's a classically trained pianist. However, he would play like jazz classics at home and the popular ones from like Henry Mancini. And my older sister, there's three girls at home, I'm the youngest. And my oldest sister loves jazz. And she listened to like uh, David Benoit and Fusion, Mezzo Forte, Dave Cruzin. So thanks to my sister, I listened to all types of jazz. So she was a huge influence on my musical taste and journey. Okay, but you weren't really a jazz artists. You were doing something else before, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. Um, my first degree was actually in banking and finance. So I worked in the banking sector in Singapore and subsequently I moved to London and I also worked in the banking sector in the fund management side. So yes, that was my uh, daytime job. However, jazz and music is always a big part of my life. So I constantly go to concerts in London and I thoroughly enjoyed all the great concerts in the Barbican in London. It's really a world-class venue for jazz. So what made you want to leave that field of business and go into jazz? Well, actually, I've always loved jazz deep in my heart. Um, but I've never actually studied it. So I played you know, some music on the piano since I was a child. However, I realized when I'm playing jazz by myself, and like buying lead sheets or scores, it's not really jazz. You know, I'm still reading from the book. 
maybe I would call it kind of classical jazz and then the improv improvisation section is actually written out. I'm sure you've seen those books before, right? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> and interesting enough, when I was uh, working in the banking sector, I tried to take lessons from a few jazz musicians in London. However, I felt it was very hard to learn in a systematic way because I would go for class or lessons after work. So I did that, but then I stopped. So then when I moved back to Singapore after my son was born, I my love for music is always there. Um, however, when my kids became like much older, I said, you know, I'm going to enroll myself, I'm going to audition for a university. I would love to learn jazz in a proper and formal way. And, and also in Singapore, it's very small, like you mentioned, when you came, there was not much jazz music around. So the only way for me to immerse myself and to be surrounded in this environment on a daily basis is to enroll myself in La Salle College of Music, the art program. Which college? La Salle? Art school, yes, in Singapore. Oh. So La Salle okay. uh, University is the only uni in Singapore that offers contemporary music. The others are mostly classical. Okay. I'm learning about this. I don't know anything about LaSalle College. The people I know from Singapore went to Australia or England for college. Yes, that's right. So, um, and I feel very grateful that over the years, you know, Singapore stepped up and they brought in all these overseas lecturers to share their knowledge about jazz with us. So I'm very grateful. And actually, what catalyzed this whole journey was my father, before he passed away in 2015, he encouraged me to study jazz. So he felt that I had a flair for it and he said, please go and explore and learn jazz. So I decided to do it after he passed away. Okay, but question on that then. So you formed your band from people from uni? Or was it people just in the scene over there? People in the scene, yes. Okay. And was, I don't know if you ever recorded in the States or in England, but was the process any different? Did you guys have top tier studios and engineers? Yes, we do. We have okay. good engineers. It's the same. Um, I've actually been to the recording studio in in the U.S. as well. I think it's somewhere, where is Montclair? Montclair, okay. And I saw Billy Hart recording with um, okay. Mark Shin. I went in the studio, someone invited me for a live like, recording. So, and then if I compare it to the studio in Singapore, it's very similar. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, the infrastructure over there is amazing. So I'm not doubting it isn't top tier. I just don't know. <laughs> so when you were in Singapore, how long were you here? 
I was only there for two weeks, mainly for work, but I got, I had a friend over there that was nice enough to show me the whole place. Wow. So yes. what do you think of Singapore? Did you go to any jazz clubs? Surprisingly, I did not. I was at a, one of the hotels that had a jazz thing over there, but it wasn't really a jazz club. Mm. Okay. Well, let me yeah. this time right now. <laughs> Definitely. I'm waiting for her to actually get married first, so I have an excuse to fly it over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Compare the Singaporean scene to the British scene or the American scene. Mm, I would say uh, Singapore uh, circle of jazz musician is definitely much smaller than the US and the UK scene. So we're very close-knitted and I hope that we will continue to expand locally and hope to reach out to more local audience. I see a lot of up-and-coming jazz musicians thanks to this LaSalle College in Singapore. So they're grooming very nice musicians, jazz musicians especially, since it's the only school that offers it. So I really hope that we will move towards the same kind of energy as the U.S. Okay. So the artists that perform there, any that come out of town, or are they mainly from Australia? Or are they mainly from Japan? Where are they really coming from? You mean in Singapore? Well, recently yeah. we had Stacey Kent. She came to okay. the Esplanade, and there was another jazz singer last year that came in, Lucy. Very uh, up-and-coming jazz singer from the U.S. She sings with Emmett Coleman. And um, we have jazz artists coming in and out, and then last year, Aaron Goldberg came in here for a jazz workshop performing in Singapore at the same time. So we have various artists coming out, but you really need to subscribe and be on top of this to know what is happening. And of course, me being a jazz enthusiast, I'm always looking out for who's coming in. So not many Japanese artists, I would say. Maybe in the past, we had Hiromi. Mm. Yeah. bigger has the scene got within the past 10 years? The, you mean the jazz association scene or? Yeah. Um, well, it has been around for around six years. So it's growing 
year by year. And you know what's so great about this uh, jazz association? We bring in artists from around the world to share the knowledge. So they spend one week with all our jazz musicians and they mentor them. And at the end of one week, there's a huge concert. And we had artists like Justin Faulkner, Louise Nash, Antonio Hart, Carmen Bradford, uh, many others that came different years, Kenny Washington, Tanya, the trumpet player, who teaches at Berkeley. So it's very encouraging and very stimulating to learn and hear what they have to share with us. So by okay. we are trying to up our level here and our local musicians will perform with them. Okay, if there was an artist you could ask to come down there and perform for you, who would it be? Oh, I really like Cecil Lauren Salvin, the singer. <laughs> yes. I think her voice is amazing. And she just released a new album. Yes. Great album. <laughs> She's on tour currently over here in the States. I I really like her articulation, her setting, and her improvisation. And she has such a soulful voice. So I would love to see her you know, in Singapore. Hopefully one day. Who's your favorite artist? I don't have a. I have a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and like I said, I'm always open to learn about new ones. So that's why I'm always asking people around the world who they like. And I like Brett Meldo a lot. So I, I hope to attend one of his concerts. It's my bucket list. Mm-hmm. So I shall keep a lookout of where he's going to perform and maybe get a ticket and go there. <laughs> There's one thing I need to say because when I was over there at Singapore, you guys scared the hell out of me. What? <laughs> yeah, you did. I wake up one day, I come outside the hotel and there are army tanks just flying down the highway and stuff. Oh, yeah. was it like National Day or something? Yes, it was around National Day and they were practicing. No one told me this. So all of a sudden, like six army tanks just go flying down the block. And I'm like, uh. So you were staying near the Marina Bay then? Yeah, I was not too far from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lucky you. You get to experience that. Right? I mean, it was cool. I actually am impressed how much you guys put in for that, like. How should I put it? Like, the whole country shuts down, and then you had the stadium that where the choir was and everything. You have the military, like, pretty much doing a show. Yes, it's a big operation. Very big one. And they utilize a lot of school students and composers to write music for the event. So, I think Singaporeans have a lot to be grateful, you know. If you look at it, what it was during, after World War Two versus now, we've come a long way. In 20 years, you guys came a long way. 
Yeah, and <laughs> my father always said, you know, when he was still alive, he said, we are so blessed now. When he was growing up, it was nothing like this. So he said, if one you did a fantastic job. I can't disagree with that. <laughs> Just from an outsider looking in. <laughs> Yes, and everyone, I suggest you go over to Singapore. Just the food alone is going to make you go wow. It is we Singaporeans love our food. Yes. So, question for you on this, this album, because you did release an, an album. That's how I even found out about you. Can you tell me more about just the process of you writing like Reunion or Voyage? Because those are the two tracks I like the best on the album. These two, okay. So the voyage track was written with the drama featuring the drama in mind. So that's a huge part of um, the inspiration. So the music actually starts off with a drum solo. Voyage was written for the drama in mind. So I put a lot of effort into writing this tune. And then, of course, we have the trumpet, we have the tenor saxophone with all the different lines. So I envision what the tenor sax should play and then my piano, how do I introduce the solos, right? Mm -hmm. So when I compose a tune sometimes, I think of which harmony, which chords I want to utilize for a certain composition. But very often, I write the composition to the strength of my members. So I, I know that um, Sasha Mashin is a very strong drummer and I wanted to bring out the beauty of his drumming in this piece. And then I have all the different horns which I can utilize and the part where we played in unison before the drum outro. Did you hear that part? Yes, ma'am. Yes. So that's supposed to I'm be a loser of a percussionist, so that really caught my attention. <laughs> so it's supposed to build the intensity. Yeah, so I definitely put a lot of heart into it and I'm so glad you like that. And for Reunion, it was very interesting. So the bass player and Session Machine, they sent me a two-bar riff. So they said, hey, this riff came to our mind this morning. So they sent me a recording of the rhythm. So, and then just, just like that, two to three bars. And then with that inspiration, I went off and wrote a new jazz, uh, modern funk tune. So that was very fun. Okay. I named it Reunion because we have not seen each other, Sasha, Mashin and myself. We've not seen each other since COVID. So definitely this tune is to celebrate our reunion. So we were having fun recording this in Venice. 
Wait, you did the recording in Venice? Yes. Oh, that explains yes, one of the other tracks. Okay. <laughs> I really thought you recorded it in Singapore, so that's why I was really curious about... Oh, okay. Far better than I was expecting in terms of the engineering stuff. Yeah, so they, they recorded the... There's a local engineer he's called eduardo and he did the recording and then i sent the album to new york for the final mix so okay. the album was mixed by dave darlington well i liked it regardless i just a i didn't know it was from <laughs> 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 Making me look unprofessional here, but okay. <laughs> well, you need to, I like that though. You need to, hmm? That's the thing about communication and then speaking to live interviews to share the process, right? That's the beauty and music brings people together. That's what I love about being in this new career. Um, I would never have met all these great musicians if I was still working in the bank. I feel that my life has changed so much. And I'm so grateful yeah, to be meeting people from all over the world, Russia, Italians, Singaporeans, Americans. It's just amazing in a different way. Very different from my previous job. Okay. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the jazz community. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. They're an interesting bunch, but I love them. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely what is very, your, grateful. Hmm? very grateful. Say that again? I'm oh, great, grateful great. for this new journey. Uh, if I never took the degree, I will not be talking to you now. <laughs> True, but you also might be in London. So, <laughs> eh. what is your dream album or the next album you have in mind? next green album I would mm -hmm. love to record it in New York I think that's my next goal and I hope to bring in more modern voices and then play with US jazz musicians so I need to plan properly and I need to practice very hard and start composing different kind of um, melody and different harmony. I would like it to sound more modern this time. Okay. Different way, yeah. Like when I went to New York in December for holiday, I went to a lot of jazz concerts. And I realized the sound is very different from European jazz or even Singapore jazz. So I'm starting to appreciate different kind of jazz based on where it's the music is being played or produced, right? So I have a lot of inspiration from like David Kikoski. Ragnaldo and all these great, or even Christian sense, 
the music is so awesome. Okay. Make sure you tell me when you're in New York, okay? I'll try to bring you to some of these other places that are not as known. <laughs> okay. Uh, so tell the people your website, the name of your album, where to find your album, your social media, etc. Okay, my website is Cheryl and Spencer Music.com. And you can find me on Instagram. It's Cheryl and Spencer underscore official. And you can also find me on evolution underscore quartet. That's for my local band in Singapore. And we do um, come up with jazz albums as well as a group. Serendipity can be found on Spotify, 25 streaming platforms, Apple Music, Amazon. So please support my music and my band, Evolution Quartet's music. I really appreciate it. Ma'am, thank you for coming on, especially with the time difference. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And everyone, this is Leander from Improv Exchange. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. That's that on jazz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Improv Exchange. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Also, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Improv Exchange.